right, dude. Now, I say this every single week. We have a really interesting topic. We do. We do. This actually, um, I do have to shout out to Kyle Zessman who showed me this. And then I ended up down a deep, dark, well, not dark, but a little dark rabbit hole. And then I sent it to you. And here, I'll show this. You can is, see there, the is there any rabbit holes that are lit up, like uh, illuminated? Well, the one on like Fifth and Main, that one's pretty lit up. Mm. Might get some hookers, but... Um, but no, this was actually a really cool one because I didn't know this. I wonder why they call it ho- hookers. Why? I, I, I wonder. Oh, maybe it's because they have like their no. Maybe it's because they're like they get ho- you get like your you get hooked on hookers. Or? No, like you get hooked like a fish. Be- I don't know. It'll have to be a Google search. I can't do that. But um, that's actually like mad impressive. But uh, this one is will keep you on the hook. I'm going to turn this up because the last person I had was a little loud. Mm. Um, but Netflix and propaganda is the wild topic today. Okay. Now, when I showed you this video, and I'm sure you had the same kind of reaction that I did, I couldn't believe it. So the gentleman who owned, well, who was the co-founder of Netflix and who you know brought it up and everything like that was uh, Mark Randolph. But people only know him as Mark Randolph. <clears throat> he is... Uh, known as Mark Bernice, or uh, play on the name now, but uh, yes, uh, uh, Randolph. Mm-hmm. Now this guy here, uh, Bernays. Why did I say Bernice? Jesus no. fuck! No one knows you, Bernice. Um, he's the co-founder, and he has a bit of a dark past. So his grandfather, or his great grand grandfather, Edward Bernays, mm-hmm. is the father of propaganda. What do you mean? Like he, oh, so he was <clears throat> the one that like pumped, prop, like that, like back in like the news. He created, like actually <coughs> created propaganda. Really? Yes. Um, <coughs> especially for the U.S. So well, that's we'll, what I was we'll, saying. Yeah, like, we're going to do all this. So Netflix was started. So he, he created the We Want You to, was that propaganda? That is propaganda. And I mean, the U.S. created that, but like we'll get into a lot of the things that he did mm. create, but things like women with cigarettes, things like uh, uh, the reason like people do certain things, the reason people think certain ways. He created that. He would help the government do all this kind of stuff and really allow them to kind of go crazy, which is what was the whole scary thing. And because of the fact that Netflix is the number one streaming platform, it makes you, it begs the question, is this something that, you know, people should be like weary about? Probably also got something to do with the, with the color of like the, like Netflix's colors aren't just by choice. True. You know, you look at like red, Makes you want to like if you look at it, like it's associated with food or like consumption. Mm. So you know. Also, <clears throat> little tidbit here for you. You remember the whole Pavlov's dog experiment, right? Okay. <clears throat> so Pavlov, for those that don't know, you know Pavlov's Pavlov's dog. Every time he rang a bell or whatever, the dog would he would get a treat, right? And then eventually he would ring the bell and the dog would salivate. And they did it on the office too. Um. Where oh yeah, was, with the mints and. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, yeah. But anyway, so theoretically, though, even though Pavlov was the experiment tour, every time somebody would ring a bell, he would think of his dog. So it's a never-ending cycle. 
So I tried. You did say that to me the one day, and I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because yes, his dog is understanding that there's food now. But every time he hears <clears> the bell, like a bell ring, he thinks of him feeding his dog. Interesting. And so. you know what? Until you said that, and now we be rethinking about that. That actually is interesting because it's the same aspect. Mm-hmm. The same thing with Jim. Every time he watches his windows shut down, yeah, he expects to give him a mint. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> That's what I mean. Like every yeah, every time. Yeah, you, yeah. Um, yeah, there you go. We're just getting all, all the way into psychology, which believe it or not, Mr. Sigmund Freud will get brought up and you, I'm sure you read this. You'll, you'll see a little later, <clears throat> but, um, Netflix was created on August 29th of 1997 mm-hmm. in Scotts Valley, California. So this has been happening for years now. And, you know, Netflix wasn't always the big platform it is today. It was kind of like how like Redbox is, but they would mail you your DVDs. <clears throat> I remember when I remember being a like a middle schooler and I remember um you know uh seeing like a like the the Netflix commercials where it's like yeah, you know yeah. break your door no 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 and I remember being like that's so stupid because Blockbuster and Redbox are both like right down the street mm-hmm. and then sure as shit a couple a couple years go by and now it's like Blockbuster went out of business yep Red boxes somehow still out there. Well, you want to know a fun a, a fun tidbit while we're on this kind of topic is you want to know why Blockbuster Blockbusted? Why? So when Netflix was saying we're going to put this on streaming platforms, put this in your house. Oh, they yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they, they were, didn't get on the wave because yeah. they didn't think everyone had a was going to have a PC. Low key though, low key. If great great show. If um, if people didn't like. If Blockbuster could have lasted, maybe like if they could have just continued on for another couple of years, they probably would have seen a resurgence. Because think about it, it would have been considered like nostalgic. Sure, and then I it see. Probably would have came back. Because I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I have like fifty like per like DVDs still yeah. of movies that I really yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. And I watched one the other day. Like I plugged it in my like PS4 and I like watched it. I was like, dude, this is so easy. Like you just do it and then you pop. Like for me, it was nostalgic. It's like, oh yeah, I remember like the the play options. Yeah. You know, fast forward, rewind. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, now it's just even easier though with like Netflix or anything like that. Yeah, but it's not personal. <clears throat> no, true. Like, it's, it's, it's like, not at like, all. Here's your your you know your stuff to watch. Um, you know, whatever shows you like. You watched Wednesday. Here's ten shows just like it. But it's not the same. Like it's it's like <clears throat> to me, it's not the same. Like. It's the same way that we were talking about in the other episode where it's like, um, what, what in 20 years, 30 years, 500 years, what's like the movie's going to look like? Like the yes, movie theaters with, with and the, how we're going to consume yeah. things. I think that if you're doing like a date night or a movie night with the homie, you know what I mean? Like something like having a good time. Sure. I think going to the movies or having like a physical movie to like hold. I would agree. Is, it just does, it just, re, it just wires your brain differently. Like it feels sure. different. Yeah, I can see that. Than just yeah. getting on like... Netflix and being like, let's scroll for yeah. 40 minutes. And some people would say that, like, you know, having those kind of movies kind of services your life, especially what you're watching. And that was one of the things that you find out here. So, um, Mr. Bernays was uh, born in Vienna mm-hmm. to a Jewish family. And his mother, Anna, was Sigmund Freud's sister. Wait. Yes. How does that work? So, wait a minute. That. Oh no! It gets more. So, so this is so this is why this is such a big thing. Though why I wanted to bring this up, why I was happy. We're like, let's do let's do this because he was born in Vienna to a right. Jewish family. His mother was Sigmund Freud's sister. 
So he's so his honest so Sigmund Freud. His uncle is uncle's uncle Sigmund Freud, and then and his yeah Bernays's great grandfather. No, Bernays Ber- Bernays weren't weren't current time. So Bernays, he was born. His yeah. mother, mm-hmm. his his direct uncle mm-hmm. is Sigmund Freud. Oh, and his father. Um, if I wish I wore my glasses, his father Eli yeah. was uh the brother of Freud's wife. So literally, you have the father of propaganda, <clears throat> born into, he he's an actual Freudian. Like, he's not just some like sixteen year old girl that's finding out what psych or social is. Yeah, it's this is the this is what it is. So. This is one of the things that make the the, the the theory so compelling is you have this man mm-hmm. who has become so prolific and now has this great-grandson, uh, Mark, who has the biggest streaming platform who, let's just take Wednesday, for example, blew up yeah, all over TikTok, all over Instagram, Facebook, everything, and it's on his streaming <clears throat> platform. He creates all this. So now do you think that that should be illegal? What do you, what do you, I, oh, so you're saying should it be illegal for someone like him to own a platform like that? Mm-hmm. Constitutionally, no. Constitutionally, no, but I'm saying like this, this, this just goes to prove that it, the government and that streaming, like these things do mind control you mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Like, I think when people hear the word mind control, they think of like the circles for the eyes and they're like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when you think about it, right? Um, Everything is consumption, right? Like you have to consume TikTok now, or Twitter, or Instagram, or YouTube, or movies, or shows, or and um, you, you know, I gotta say, when I was when I was little, I never was like watching. Like I would watch TV and stuff, but I was always outside. Sure, right? I was the same way. Um, just always hanging out, doing whatever outside. Well, after my surgery, and I was inside twenty four seven, just watching as many TV shows and movies as I could. That was, like, one of the worst parts of my life. Sure, yeah. Like, just being... And, like, yeah, I was in pain and everything. But, like, just from, like, a like a uh, life, uh, you know, like, value of life standpoint, like, how what was I doing? Nothing. But I was consuming everything. I was up to date on all the new shows, on mm-hmm. all the old shows, on the movies. on And I, and it was, like, you know what I mean? It was just awful. Now that I've kind of taken a little bit of a step back to where it's, like, a show will come out and I'll... Say, like, well, like, Wednesday, for example. Sure. <clears throat> or that one show, The Watcher. I haven't watched that yet. I wanted to watch it. I haven't Should watched watch it. both of them. Especially like, The Watcher. I did watch uh, <clears throat> Wednesday, but um, that's what I mean. It's like it comes out. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And that started with Stranger Things. Oh, because interesting. When that came out, um, everybody was like, you have to watch it. And it was like, people were like legitimately like, you must. This is a must. I would agree. It was definitely one of those must shows. And I was like, that's what got me into it. But I was like, it, that, um, the reaction that people had to that turned me off. Interesting. This, it was the same, that re, not a stop people, that was the same, that reaction is the same reason why I didn't see, um, it, the, the, they have a new show with like the dragon. Um, oh. Um, no, I'm talking about, I can't think yeah, of the name. Yeah, House of, or. House of the Dragon. Of, yeah. But whatever their. No, it was Game of Thrones. Game, yes. But it's House of the Dragon or That's something. That's what I was trying to get at. That, I had the same reaction. That's why I never watched it. Yeah, I. If it's different when people are like, "Yo, you know, this is a good show. You should watch it," and you go, yeah, oh, "Okay," yeah, yeah. Versus when you're like, "You you have to watch. It. You haven't watched it," and it's like all they talk about. So I didn't watch it, and I was just kind of like, "You know what? I'm cool. Um, you know, I'm cool off it." 
And then finally, eventually, I got bored enough one day, and I was like, you know, I'll give it a try. And it was a really good show sure. until season three. But, yeah, sorry. No, it makes a lot of sense. And that's the whole thing is like it encapsulates people. It really makes people go, you need to watch this. You need to check this out. <clears throat> yeah, but that was my original point. No, what, I, what, and what, I'm, 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 just, I'm just agreeing with you. And, and I think this man being an actual Freudian and having his background, like his, his family background being who they are, mm-hmm. it... It, it ties everything back. So in World War One, Bernays referred Hold to his. On. You did good work, but we're having a conversation here. What? My question to you was: Do you think that like do you, you said constitutionally it shouldn't be illegal oh. to be able to do this? Now, do you think there should be some kind of like some kind of a um, a statute or like some kind of like a guideline system to say like, hey, you know, you, you know. My my moral answer would be yes. I do think it should be. <clears throat> it's, it's 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 a tough subject because I want to say true to my beliefs and like I, I believe you know anyone could anyone at any given point could do whatever they want in a certain regard, as long as it's not impeding life, liberty, or the pursuit of happiness. So yeah. that's where my moral standpoint could tie. But I do think if there's someone out there that could have a side agenda <clears throat> with everything kind of going on today. I think it should be monitored. I, I don't think I think you should still be able to, but I think there should be an extent of which there should be like a board where they go. Mm, <clears throat> this isn't this isn't middle of the road. I would. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a not a loaded question, but it's, it's 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 a tough question. Well, it's tough because what do you? How do you feel about that? Then? So I was actually so I was actually thinking about this. So. <clears throat> It's difficult because you like it's a, you have to you'd have to take into effect like movies and YouTube and yeah, everything yeah, yeah, yeah. like music and all. And it's the same it's the same way that the music industry right now is trying to fight against cops going after um, yeah. rappers for what they say in their songs. Yeah, because yes, it's a form yes. of expression, so it shouldn't be held accountable for in court. They were just talking about that on flagrant. Yeah, um, which I agree with. I mean, to a certain extent, I think like I think that. If you paint a picture of you stabbing somebody in the face that was just killed by stabbing in the face, I don't think that that means you're the murderer. But I think that if you, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's just, it's different. Because I can say on a song, hey, whatever, whatever, make it rhyme with killing you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, the cops, they, that's not enough evidence. Yeah. That's not a smoking gun. That's not, like, enough to be able to really piece together. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> in terms of, like, Netflix and stuff... I think when you have such a huge platform, I just think that there should be a way that they like segregate different topics from be like. See, it's it, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's tough because you you know like imagine you have the the most people in the in the world are watching your show or your uh pl- pl- on your platform, right? And this is what frustrates me about the whole, um, like all these different movements and stuff, like. Whether you know you're for or against LGBTQ, Black Lives Matter, the fight to support for Ukraine, sure, whatever it is, yeah, there shouldn't. I don't think that if if you're a multi multimedia streaming platform covering all bases because you want all consumption, sure, from all areas, yeah, that you should have very specific um, things being promoted on your platform. Interesting. So okay, like, I yeah. don't think I should click onto Netflix and I see the uh, the gay pride flag or Black Lives Matter or you know, or same thing like MAGA twenty twenty. Like I don't, I don't think yeah. you should. I don't think you should. We should see that because it's it's 
now you're aligning yourself in a very specific way, right? It's not that yeah, you're saying, hey, yeah. we're all in the same pool. Let me give you this. This is, hmm, okay. So we're, so, okay, we're giving this stuff to you guys and the, but, but, but really focus on these people. But like, we're giving everything to everybody. You know what I mean? To me, you can't be, you can't do that. Sure. No, I definitely see what you're saying. And I, and I think that's a better way of wording it than I was going to say, because that, that makes a lot more sense to me, but definitely having someone who has this guy's background, who's considered the, the father of propaganda yeah. and is an actual Freudian. And then now his great grandson is has the biggest streaming platform. Yeah, I think the, the are these are things that people should be worried about and people should be like recognizing. Yeah, and I just can think of so many shows that really impact people's lives, you know. And I feel like there's a lot of shows nowadays mm-hmm. that used to be really really good, but you're also noticing agenda being pulled into it. And that's what bothers me is I feel like I should be able to watch a show and I really don't care about anything about like, you know, LGBTQ. Not that I don't care, but I'm saying like, yeah, if it's in there, awesome, cool, great, but don't push it in there because that's the agenda. You know, what's a prime example of that? What? Um, And this is, this goes like my personal belief is I don't think an actor should ever be better than the role that they're playing. Sure. So like, for example, like Daniel Craig, he's my favorite James Bond. If they come out with another James Bond, I'm not going to freak out. He would just be my favorite. Yeah. Unless there's a better one. But I don't think there should be like, for example, with the Umbrella Academy, I don't think that like, if you have like, so basically the one of the main characters of the show, she transitioned to become a man, Right. Um, you know, whatever, whatever. But my thing is, if I'm the producer of the show, or if I'm like, you know, I me, mean, if I'm in charge of running the show, I don't, I don't see why, you know, um, that like her going through that very personal thing would have to affect my my movie or my TV sure, show. Sure, yeah, no, that makes but sense. But it did mm-hmm. because now the main character in the show is also transitioned. Is also you know what I mean, and it's like, well, you can't make them pretend to be someone else. Uh, well, that's your job. That's your job. <laughs> yeah, that's that your is job. actually your job, right? So, like, if I get hired to do a job, and then they say, "Oh, actually, um, we're gonna need you to do your job," I'm not gonna be like, "Well, no, it's raining outside." You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I know I'm putting a little bit of too much of a, like a vagueness on it, but the point I'm making is that you can't stick to these like you can't I don't understand how it's like you have to stick to these certain agendas and then expect everyone to still watch and then get throw a temper tantrum when people stop watching yeah you know what I mean yeah and like and it it, it, it's just like a domino effect it's like one thing after the next it's like you go from having a good show something happens in the world and then like you're supporting that cause and then people don't watch it and then you're mad because your grading is dropped and then it's racist or yeah. it's sexist or it's homophobic or it's whatever. Well, maybe that's kind of what they want. Maybe, maybe it's something that they want to continue to create. Mm-hmm. Oh, well there's definitely hands spinning the pot. Like there's just things happening. Like if there's no, like, like we, we've already outlined a little bit of it between like the Kyle Rittenhouse thing and, and the yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, Maxwell thing and Kanye and China and Ukraine. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, um, there's definitely hands stirring the pot in a way. I'm not saying you know, <clears throat> oh, it's the Illuminati and they're you know, there's people that are in control of these multimedia sources that reach millions of ears and, and eyes, yeah, billions, yeah. and you know, but no, no, everything's only up and up. 
<laughs> no. no. But yeah, no, it, it, it really does add to it. And just going to say when you're back here is uh, Bernays called his work psychological warfare. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was interesting because we just talked about it. Maybe this is what they want. They want to stir the pot. There's people taking their hands and without yeah. gloves and doing all that. And um, they're, they're, they're basically lesson that they learned from the, the CPI, which is like the whole propaganda situation, um, yeah. was that uh, they applied it to a lot of different things and a lot of different attributes. So... Um, and right in here it says, in the other worlds that could be done for a nation at war, could be done for organizations and people and nations at peace. Mm. So, essentially, the things they're doing in America and across the seas and whatever it is to create conflict or peace in certain areas, they can do that anywhere within a nation that has peace. Yeah. And then what was interesting was, is you see all these propaganda things between MAGA and whatever it is, and BL, BLM and the LGBTQ is a nation that hasn't been at war like like and I mean like war you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. for however long and they're just slowly dividing all of us well yeah right there people <clears throat> people in a nation of peace but, but that, that's where I, that was kind of the point I was getting at with like, no yeah to be allowed to do that is because if you're very good at manipulating yeah. someone to think a certain way should you be in charge of being allowed to reach a million billions of people with with what you with essentially your viewpoint, you know what I mean? Because you know, um, you look at someone like Chris Pratt, or you know, like and like there's always things that come out in the tabloids and be rumors about it and stuff like oh, but it's funny how Chris Pratt is all of a sudden an awful human being, and he's with this and a third, and he cheated on his ex-wife to get with this girl, and it's been a, and uh, it all comes out oh, but he's a devout Christian, doesn't support this, doesn't support that, right? It's the same way that everyone's loving. Brandon Frazier right now, even though ten years, five, two years ago, three years ago, nobody cared about what happened to him. Yeah. Now everyone cares. Interesting. You know who everyone hates now? We're starting to hate The Rock, yeah. right? Interesting. He's in, he's in more movies and stuff. But if you look back ten <clears throat> to, to like fifteen years, year, like years ago, the roles were shifted. Where Brandon Frazier was the one that got outed for The Rock, and yeah. So it's funny how somebody brought it up, and ironically, it was on Twitter. Uh, well, it was a TikTok that I saw on Twitter. Um, but it was like, it's funny. Like it's almost like somebody wants you to. And that's and that's why I thought it was so interesting because we're seeing all of this. Yeah. And what is what is what is that one line that everyone always jokes about? We're gonna Netflix and chill. Netflix and chill. And trying to do that later. Like, I'm done. Ben's here. Three way. Anyways, um, but yeah, and what, what was what I thought was notable too was, <clears throat> um, Bernays used Sig- he used Sigmund Freud's techniques. Bernays' uncle. And the idea is to help convince the public, among other things, that bacon and eggs is the true all-American breakfast. He did that. Wow. That is, it is, Gavin, it is documented. He was the one who did that. Oh. What? Bacon and eggs, huh? Bacon and eggs. That. Like, that's how wild it is. Because when you and I go to Sunshine. So wait a minute. Okay, so pause. So what you're saying to me is that this guy. Yes. Made it it's like like told everybody that bacon and eggs is a staple American breakfast. People were doing it, but again, around World War One, going yeah. to World War Two, there's you know you're trying to build camaraderie, trying to something that people can just hold on to. Yeah, put their cocks, their hands. Oh, in the so air. it's kind of like something where it's like, you know, kind of like a like a coin thing. Like he decided to just make it. Like yeah, a, he coined it, but that's the, that's the thing is you don't you don't you don't go to England and go I want I want bacon and eggs. On a nice plate with some hash. I would. Well, yeah, you would, but I'm saying, like, you wouldn't think that when you go to the UK. I would. 
You're missing that. You're missing the point. You don't, you're not, you're not going to go to what China. Am I gonna, what am I going to go there and be like, can I get a full English, please? Yeah, put some blood pudding on my plate, sir. Thank no, you. So, all right. So then you're not going to go to China. It's 7.30 gonna, in the morning. Let me get some beans, bro. You're not going to go to China, and then you're going to go sit. You're a whore. Okay? <laughs> but my, my point being is, when I read that, and I looked at the document, because I probably can, I can click on that right there, yeah. and it will take me to it. Um, But it's interesting, because it puts in our heads, if I'm going to the countryside, Mm-hmm. And I stop over there at that diner. I'm gonna get canceled for this voice. Yeah. And they're like, "I want bacon and eggs." That is true because when I do think of farms, I do think of eggs. That's that's the whole thing, and it's very interesting. And then in the 1930s, his Dixie Cup campaign was designed to convince customers that only disposable cups were sanitary <laughs> by linking the imagery of an overflowing cup with subliminal images of genitalia. And vi- <laughs> venereal, venereal diseases. Yeah, well, that's the it, well, Dixie hey, cups. Dixie cups used all the time. There's a there's a thing that I I, I did in high school. There was like a report or something. There's some kind of stu- something I did or like looked up where it was like it was like if you took like ten people and told them that like blue shirts are dumb, and you t- took the other. 10 people another 10 people and told them that purple shirts are dumb and then you know you told the rest of the world that um yellow shirts are the stupidest thing ever created right or yeah. both pur- like blue and pur- pur- purple shirts are dumb then these two groups of people would be like outcasted from everyone else you know what i mean but like, mm-hmm. it, like it was like a thing like that and, and it's it's that simple but these guys he is doing it on a national stage wow and now all for us full circle. Mark, uh, oh my God, I want to keep saying Renee. Mark Bernays Raymond yeah. has the biggest yeah. social platform. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, it, that's the hand, the, the powers that be, man. It's just, it's wild to me. And another notable thing is he turned women to smoking more cigarettes because it made them feel that it was feminine, uh, feminism, a female liberation. It it, it felt like female liberation. Feminist movement. If anybody like, like, look, if you're into marketing at all um, and you want to do like look about like sales or ads or anything, I would highly recommend looking into watching Mad Men. It is is a show, but it's a show based on marketers in the 60s. And like how they did things in a way, like based off of how they did things in a way, and it's very interesting. interesting. Like, you know I have to watch. I'm in between shows. It's perfect time. Like it was in the '60s where people were like telling people that cigarettes are healthier than like Marlboro. We're healthier than Newport. Yeah. Smoke five a day. Where it's healthy. Well, for doctors you. tell you to smoke cigarettes. Exactly. So that's the whole thing. Is like it's that's what it kind of digs in d- deep into a little bit. Where it's like you know, it's just it's just so wild to me because. I look at social media, I look at everything, and I'm like, you know, this is just really crazy. I wish we could all just sit down and have a good meal, right? But when people are watching things like Netflix, right? Mm, yep. And they're they're looking at things like Instagram and TikTok, and, you know, you do have these people. Like, okay, even when you and I are making clips or whatever we're doing, what can we brand to get people to look at us? We're trying to use, I don't want to say manipulation because that sounds, you know, malice, but... What is gonna What is gonna get someone to click on us? The whole clickbait thing. You click a thing about nudity. Nudity. <laughs> no, yeah, but like you click it. a thing about Biden yeah. or Trump, big names, mm-hmm. and then it takes you to a, a thing of 
why Hello Kitty is going under. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like clickbait. And yeah. it amazes me and it worries me that people, and I guess, you know, to your credit of that question, if the people, people like this can own multi-billion dollar organizations and everyone is still going to watch it and no one, like I didn't even know about this until Kyle sh- sent it to me on Instagram. Really? And I, w- I, I watched it. It's just stuff you don't think about. No, I never would have known. Well, it's the same way that what I learned in, um, this is a good takeaway there for you. Um, Starbucks in the early to mid 2000s, like early 2000s, whatever, was, was going was going under. Um, and they found out that they, they rebranded and it helped bring them to the top of the food chain in the coffee world. Or the, I think Devlin told me this um, years ago. Yeah. So basically, from what happened was they were, and this is actually documented as well. You can actually see the change. So. Have you ever watched this show, the movie K- K- Kicking and Screaming? No, I've not. With Will, with Will Ferrell. No. He basically, long story short, gets addicted to Starbucks. In that Starbucks, like in that show, and like even in like, there's another movie with Paul Rudd where he's at a Starbucks. But every, there's a lot, a lot of things on the counter, a lot of things behind them, a lot of things in the store. It just kind of looks weird. Like it doesn't look like a normal Starbucks. Sure. The reason for that is they were going under because they had too many options, too much shit yes, and they, on the counter, mm-hmm. behind the ca- cookies and bags, of, and blah, blah, blah. this, that, and a third. I did hear this. So yes. people were like, uh, uh, I don't need any of it. They were going under. They remarketed, and everything's open, spacious, seats are spacious, big yep. tables, yep. Big, yep. everything's open. Now they're, they're, they're the Starbucks. like. Yeah, I think she, she told me that years ago. Shout out Devlin, I guess. Um but yes, I do remember that. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it is interesting to, to think that when people, when there are marketers and there have people who are selling a product, even when we were at Cutco, it's all about the feeling. How yeah. do they feel about the purchase? And it's easy to say no to a pa- piece of paper. It's hard to say no when it's in your hand. Ben Finch, how the hell are hey. you? <laughs> um, but it, it, it's it again. When I saw this, well, it, speaking of Finch, we got to. Uh, yeah, I mean we're, we're wrapping this up anyways, but yeah. um it it really makes you think. Be careful out there, guys. But what a world we live in, my friend. I know. It's ridiculous, dude. Well, is there anything else you want to add, my friend? No, that should be it. I um I think I think I'm good. All right. Guys, we will see you next week. <laughs>